My name is Carl Hinder and you're listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast. The podcast for salon and spa owners who are looking to grow. The only thing stopping you is you. Welcome to episode 16, Salon Retailing. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. Now this week I'm going to start on retailing with you. Some time ago, a couple of years ago, I wrote a book called Salon Products Sell or Die Not Trying. Retailing has always been the focus of my business life. It was before I joined the industry. You can check that out in my early podcasts. But now it's one of those things that I think is intrinsic to all salons. However, this is what I don't get. Everyone wants to make money or at least if you judge it by the level of mourning, groaning and complaining on social media, I can't pay my bills, I can't pay my staff. You know, sometimes guys, you can't even pay yourself. But there's a solution and it's free and you don't need any more staff to implement it. It doesn't take much time at all and it's at, the, at your fingertips. Now, if I was to you know, phone you up as a coach, if I was to get in contact with you and offer you a solution that said, look, I got a way where you can pay all of your bills and you'll need no extra staff and your profitability is really going to jump and your VAT, if you're VAT registered, is also going to be lowered a bit and it's free, wouldn't you jump at it? And it's there for you. The solution is there, it's free and it's quick and it's easy and it's available to everyone. However... Even though that solution is free and available to everyone, the opposite is true. Very few people actually want to take advantage of this option, of this very, very simple solution. Like I said, I wrote the book and even the name is named after this phenomena. Salon products, listen to it. Salon products sell or die and in brackets, not trying. Because... We would rather die as a business. We would rather give up. We would rather fail financially. We'd rather close down than come to terms with the great opportunity of retailing. In the book, I even dedicated, you know, the dedicated part where you're supposed to dedicate it to your wife or children or your family for pouring up with you. I dedicated mine to all the salons that passed away if you like the closed down and it says to all the salons that have left us there really was no need and there wasn't there's no need for salons to close down these days most of them at least if they simply grasp this particular part of their business are you listening to this now and thinking even in the first couple of minutes of this podcast i actually get what he's saying isn't it ridiculous that I don't grasp retailing in my business. So if you have, well done, you're on board. And if you don't think that just yet, hang on in there because we're really, really going to start to analyze why this is a problem. Before we go any further, it's really important that you realize that this isn't a personal attack upon you. This is me trying to get you to take action. Is certainly, look, there's certainly an element of frustration because I don't like to see salons struggling. It doesn't make sense to me. There's no business logic. When you have a business problem and a solution is presented to you, why wouldn't you take it? It's the same to me as if you had a toothache. Now, if you had a toothache, what would you do? You'd probably go to the chemist or you'd take some painkillers. You'd probably visit the dentist. You would be looking for a solution because that pain 
is no fun. That pain is a negative experience. So we would go and do that. Now, if we dive into this, we start looking into why this is happening. It's happened because most people in the industry start off with some sort of status like an apprentice. And as an apprentice, we didn't sell much in terms of uh, quality products to clients. Then we went on to some sort of junior position and we didn't sell many products unless we were asked, of course. And then we went on to a senior position and we still didn't sell. And our boss didn't ask us to sell or if they did ask us, they weren't really that bothered because they kind of had the same problem as you had. They didn't believe in retailing. And now what's happened? You're the boss and you are perpetuating that with your team. You're not demanding that they deliver higher levels of customer service through retail and so you're not solving your problem. You have a habit, guys. Unfortunately, at the moment, it's not a great habit. Let's face it, selling has always had a bad kind of reputation. It's been a bad reputation in our industry for a long time and it has a bad reputation outside the industry as well, even though it's one of the most fundamental things that we will ever do in commerce. It's probably one of the most fundamental things we'll ever do as a human, selling things and selling ourselves in different ways. Now, you might have heard some of these things being said. In fact, thinking about it, you've probably said some of these things, maybe quietly to yourself. So do you recognize you know, these kinds of things? Either you've been saying them, your colleagues have been saying them, or your staff have been saying them. Or maybe you say it about other industries. You know, people who sell products, you know, people who sell products in salons are just greedy. You know, it's like ripping people off. You know, clients don't need them. Clients don't want them. If the clients wanted them, they can ask for them. It's like a top level objection. And it's the thing that you tell yourself. It's a protection system so that you don't have to do the job. You see, it's like everything else in your business, everything else in your life for that matter. When you don't want to do something, you find a reason why it shouldn't be done. Once the reason is strong enough for you, you no longer try to do it. You know, you want to test yourself. Maybe think about things like if you've ever tried to maybe say lose weight and you're started losing weight and then something goes wrong. Maybe you get distracted and you'll say, oh, I can't lose weight at the moment. I've got too much stress in my life. I'll wait until I finish my exams. I'll wait until I don't know the, the family have grown up. I'll wait until I change jobs. See, you get your excuse and then you don't have to look for the solution any longer. However, you might be on the next level of objection. Now, you really will have heard these sorts of things. You know, the clients don't want them. You know, the clients can't afford them. The clients don't have enough money or the products are too expensive or they can get them cheaper. They get it cheaper in the supermarket or they can get them on Amazon. You know, all of these things are barriers to selling. But there is one thing that trumps them all. And that is the pushy excuse, the pushy objection. And it's the I don't want to be pushy objection that is related to everything else when you aren't very good at retailing in your business. The pushy objection is about protecting your feelings. It's not about protecting the client. You might think it is. You might want it to be. But it's not. It's about protecting your personal feelings. You're not making a business decision when you say, I don't want to be pushy. You're not making a good business decision when you don't retail 
what you're doing is protecting yourself from rejection that's your biggest driver your fear of rejection is the number one reason why your business will have hardship or possible failure particularly if you don't master retailing because you are putting your emotions in the way of the client and in the way of good business acumen at the same time this is the same excuse that all of your team all of your staff are also using but when they present you with that you accept it because you know that's the same thing as you have been using for many many years what you're saying is I'm going to put my feelings before the client I'm even going to put my personal emotions before the business and all the people that a difficult challenging and failing business affects I'm putting my feelings sometimes before my clients definitely before my staff because they are falling down in terms of the level of wages etc and certainly before my family because they may not be getting everything that they also deserve because I'm not maximizing my business opportunity it also doesn't sound like someone in the customer service industry does it and I know it doesn't and that's why we have to rethink your strategy what if we were to decide to put the client first now doesn't that sound like a really odd thing to be saying in the hair and beauty clinical industry because you thought you already were in many many ways you believe you are every day and those of you that have worked with me will know that I refer to therapists technicians stylists etc who look after the clients really really well in the salon as front door professionals and that's because we only behave in a professional way until the client gets to the front door but imagine now we would put aside our emotions about rejection and replace them with the well-being of the client when they get home not when they get home just today but the well-being and the happiness of the client in two days time or three days time or five days time when they're happier about the color you've delivered in two weeks time or the facial that's lasted longer than ever and we put that emotion into our hearts and say wow how powerful is that as a customer service factor as a customer care factor that our clients are happier with us for longer if I deliver retail at the right level in my business and then the proceeds of those sales enable me to have a better income for myself benefits for my staff and even my clients will benefit so you get in the picture here once we put the client first and our emotions second or even last when it comes to retailing we will start to reap the benefits and that's all for this week thank you for joining me on the salon help good to go podcast now if retailing is one of the things that you now believe you should be focusing on you can do many things you can go into my show notes where you'll find links from my book my audiobook and my retail training course or you can just reach out to me on info at salon-help.co.uk don't forget to leave me a review and tell everyone else in the salon or spa world that i'm here every sunday evening trying to kick start your week 
Thank you for all your support and I will see you on the next episode.